0: A short-handed chance. Yanmark down the middle, scores. <laughs> Matias Yanmark, short-handed goal. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvSportsNetwork.com. Puck comes out high. Wow, gets the puck off to the races into the zone. The righty, right
1: circle, backhander. He scores. What a move! gets
2: the Knights back
0: in the This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan
2: Wallace.
1: Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the. Woo! Chris
0: Chapman was there in person today as Bruce Cassidy was introduced uh, to the Vegas Golden Knight fan base and its media at City National Arena. Uh, That occurred this morning and then more news this afternoon. Just as we're digesting and picking out all our favorite quotes from the news conference uh, featuring Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager of the Vegas Golden Knights and the new head coach, we learned that there has been a trade to announce. And it's uh, been revealed that Shea Weber has been acquired uh, from the Montreal Canadiens for Evgeny Evgeny Dodonov. And that is a uh, transaction that will buy the Vegas Golden Knights uh, a little bit of cap room. Uh, Shea Weber is not going to play again, uh, will not play for the uh, Vegas Golden uh, Knights, uh, has a contract for uh, the next uh, four years uh, with a considerable cap hit of uh, $7.8 million. Uh, he will go on to a long-term injury reserve and uh, the Vegas Golden Knights will, will be able to use that cap space as they save the $5 million. Uh, for Evgeny Dodonov so a lot going on around the Vegas Golden Knights as you get one in and one out today Uh, but I think both are really good situations in which you get some cap relief some clear some cap space we'll tell you about the uh, potential of what the Golden Knights do with
1: that and then you uh, welcome in the new head coach yeah, I mean, it was uh, one of those one of those big news days again for the Vegas Golden Knights. Obviously, getting to hear commentary from Bruce Cassidy, also getting to hear uh, kind of the process that went into hiring Bruce Cassidy from General Manager Kelly McCrimmon. Uh, all of that was was really interesting. There were a few things of note that I thought that that were really important from earlier today, and I, I touched on those during the the radio. Uh, broadcast this this morning, but you know the the trade to me is incredibly interesting because you know you look at the Golden Knights, you understand that there are going to be transactions to free up money, and in, in the case of you know Evgeny Dadonov, the the idea that you're able to move that player without having to attach a secondary asset to it, that is a win for the Golden Knights, uh, along with freeing up uh, essentially five million dollars when you when you factor in that. There's a number of restricted free agents in Keegan Colasar, Nick Wah, uh, Nick Haig, Brett Howden that you have to kind of make some decisions on here. It's it's a big time move for the Golden Knights to kinda of go in that direction and, and take them. Into the off season, where they're going to have to make some more moves,
0: and nobody should be shocked at this deal uh, that Dodonov's contract and the, the player has moved out, uh, given what happened at the National Hockey League trade deadline and was uh, was later uh, nullified by the NHL, uh, even though everybody. Uh, around uh, the vegas golden knights believes that they were on the up and up uh, regarding uh that trade and the um the no trade uh list so he, he was traded once uh it didn't uh, go through and now he is uh moved to montreal uh for a player that's injured and uh, will not play but to acquire and save that uh that salary cap space we'll get into that and what it means For the Golden Knights, uh, where that money goes, uh, maybe a little more uh, specifics, and also why this trade is actually a blessing compared to the one that occurred when the team was in Minnesota and the NHL trade deadline. There's uh, something out of it that, uh, that not a lot of people, I haven't heard anybody actually, uh, talk about. And it's really interesting how the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, by the nullified trade and coming back and doing it this time, are actually better for it in a in a strange uh, way so well, we'll get into that but uh, bruce cassidy uh interesting mm-hmm. press conference fun press conference uh, some laughs uh from uh kelly McCrimmon and bruce cassidy really casual uh, and uh, and you mentioned uh, the process uh, about it uh, that they they didn't interview uh, a long list of people uh through this process it was Pretty focused, but I thought that one of the great uh, answers was from Kelly McCrimmon that they they didn't make the change with Bruce in mind because Bruce wasn't available at the time. But by being patient, Bruce became uh, uh, jumped on their radar.
1: Yeah, I you know I look at it from that perspective, and you know it would have been so easy to go in one direction or to to rush into. You know, interviewing a bunch of people and, and trying to make that decision as quickly as possible. But for the Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon specifically, like the idea of waiting and just seeing where everything fell as the playoffs wore on, as teams were eliminated, as teams were making decisions of their own regarding their coaching staff, it, it essentially opened the door for what... I would say is the perfect candidate for this Golden Knights team to become available. And once he did, the Golden Knights went in that direction. And I don't think they looked back once.
0: Let's get into some of the sound from today's news conference uh, media session at City National Arena. And one of the first things that was asked of Bruce was, was uh, about joining a team that has talked about winning a Stanley Cup since that march to the championship series in year number one and it uh, echoed what we heard from Butch yesterday regarding pressure
2: well we're in year six right so the pressure's on um (laughs) uh which is great uh Previous market was, you know, an original six, a so lot of pressure. So that to me is is a good thing. Um, you want to be relevant, uh, and you, and and you want expectations. So uh, we're all aware they're out there, and we're we're here to fulfill them. What makes me a good fit? I think, in general, I've I've done a good job with um, certain areas of the game that are important to the National Hockey League. You got to value def- keeping the puck out of your net. Can't win if you're not good defensively. I think our teams have been very good in that structured but. We're doing it to get the puck back we want to get into attack mode uh and i think we've we've been been very good with that um our special teams are, are so important in national hockey league i think our, our numbers speak for themselves um in that area uh i think we're a goaltender friendly uh style of play in terms of how we're structured defensively and i and i do believe um, players will have the freedom and creativity to to get going on offense and play to their strengths. And there's a lot of those players in this lineup. So I think that'll translate well. Uh, Having some high-end offensive defensemen that can can push the pace, I think, in today's National Hockey League is so important the way the game's progressed. Um, So that'll be a good fit, because I believe in that. so, all the, you know, everything aligned perfectly, I thought, with the roster. Until I walk in that room, I can't tell you everyone's personality. I'm going through the process now of meeting, trying to connect with every player. Um, and we'll see how that plays out to find the chemistry lines, deep pairs, etc. But that's the kind of style of play that I believe uh, I can bring. And I, I've, I try to um, get our teams to play. And they, and it looks like this group of players will want to play that way and excel in that style. So that that's why I think it's a good fit.
0: Love what you said about... The- keeping the puck out they want to do that Mm -hmm. as a way to get the puck back and just to Mm -hmm. tag on to that on the topic of pressure pressure's a good thing you want to be relevant i thought that was fascinating
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i'm right there with you like i you know we talked about it yesterday after your conversation with bruce cassidy about you know craving that type of pressure wanting to excel in really difficult circumstances or circumstances where the expectations are sky high and you know the idea of playoffs in three cup and six and and understanding that and rolling with that right into well then it's got to get done this year right and and that to me was was a really interesting and cool moment for bruce cassidy and you know then just kind of diving into the areas that he's coached well that are important in the National Hockey League. Special teams is going to be incredibly important for the Golden Knights going into next year. The idea of pushing the pace, like he mentioned, the idea of being good defensively, but not just to be good defensively, but to get the puck back and go and attack and and push teams on their heels. I think that's all music to Golden Knights fans' ears because that's what they want to see on the ice. Uh, One
0: of the words that kept coming up over and over, uh, you can tell that it means a lot to to Butch, is accountability. Did did you not feel Mm
1: -hmm. that kept uh, resurfacing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it did and for good reason right like when when you are trying to push a team or an individual past their known limits to meet expectations that everyone has I I think that the only way that you can do that is with buy-in with complete accountability top to bottom so um, it's not that surprising to me that that accountability was a theme that came up over and over and over again because that's what you need to excel
0: here is the new coach on the word of the day
2: well the accountability will be there uh how you message it is is always different from player to player room to room so yes absolutely to answer your question um and and that to me is will be a feeling out process uh it'll happen quick i think you know i'm pretty good at assessing what how a player needs to be handled Uh, I, i i've always believed you have to earn your way in the national hockey league so as a younger guy i don't like to let those habits and details slip so they will hear uh, more of the message. How you deliver that message again is, everyone has a different coaching style, um, and, and again, I'll, I'll get to know the players and, and figure out what works best for them. But I do believe, if your team's not, if you don't have accountability, I don't think you have much in the end. Personally, you need the players to to play for the crest on the front. You know, not the name on the back and and still allow them to be themselves so that'll happen whether it's a young roster old roster in between roster uh, no matter where they are in their careers but again how you do that to players i think is is very important as a coach some guys have earned uh, a lot of rope other guys are in the process of earning that rope so uh, that's how it'll play out
0: Mm -hmm. i'm a big quote guy like I subscribe to uh, a couple of feeds that send you uh, the quote of the day or the quote of the week, uh, mm-hmm. and I love going down that path and reading it and seeing what it generates in my mind. Uh, there is a lot of that today. Uh, it, <laughs> the, the the one part, it's quite the vibe, uh, talking about T-Mobile mm-hmm. Arena. Yeah. It's quite the vibe. That's, yeah. that's an instant T-shirt right there. Mm-hmm. Quite the vibe, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, and the other one was... Uh, uh, talking about uh if if you accountability it it mm-hmm. has to be there because without it you don't have much that's huge
1: yeah the the if you don't have accountability you don't have much that that's a big one for me too because you know again you're you're not talking about a team here in the golden knights that is happy to get to the playoffs, is going to be content with a first-round playoff berth or a second-round playoff berth. Again, you're talking about a team that has the expectation of winning a Stanley Cup. And I know that they missed the playoffs this year, but it doesn't really change much of the expectations for next season, and they are as high as ever going into it so uh, you know again I think that for a well-oiled machine to be in those positions where they're expected to live up to their potential you have to have buy-in and you have to have accountability from everybody that's on the ice every single member of your team
0: I've talked to fans and some of them are wondering how does this change the team with a new head coach coming in with his own ideas on how he wants to implement the system or the atmosphere or the identity here's bruce cassidy on
2: the i word uh we want to be hard to play against um by that i mean team toughness um hard on pucks uh value keeping the puck out of your net uh value possessing the puck in the ozone um uh again playing for the team first sticking together i think that's very important uh for any team uh, we want to be attack-oriented. We don't want to sit back. Uh, we're not going out there you know, with, with, "Hey, we're going to win a game one nothing every night." I'm not, you have to be comfortable in close games, but we want to put teams on their heels. We want to score goals, uh, but not at the, the expense of fire wagon hockey. Right? So it's, you know, check well. Uh, check as a group. Be connected to get pucks back so that. You know, we can get going the other way and and use our skill. there's a lot of skill up and down the lineup. So we want to make sure we take advantage of that. Players know that. But teams don't just give you the puck, especially the more you go into the the, the better hockey clubs, into the playoffs. It gets a little more difficult. So you have to have those habits built in. So those are things we're going to try to do immediately to make sure that they're ingrained. And and as the year goes on, it becomes automatic. Just uh, building
0: on top of what they've tried to do, the last few years, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for the Golden Knights, it's it's about holding on to pucks for sure. It's, it's about trying to maximize the skill set of your entire team and, and, and your roster. And, you know, the, the idea of wanting to score, that's huge, but not sacrificing offense for defense, but more... Allowing your defensive structure to bleed into and create offensive chances for you, um, I'm 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 really interested. I'm really curious to see kind of what that looks like on the ice for the Golden Knights, and we'll get our our answers in due time. But you what know, do you again, think it looks buzzwords. like? What do you think, oh, it, think looks it looks like? No. I th- I mean I, I think it looks like the the Golden Knights trying to to really pressure the the puck up the ice. I, I think that they're going to be in attack mode. More often than not, I think that it's going to lead to a good, strong forecheck. I think it's going to lead to a lot of turnovers, and it's going to allow defensemen to not just join the rush but lead the rush. I think that's going to be kind of the biggest nuance thing for me to keep an eye on is you know Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo, Zach Whitecloud, Nick Haig, those guys with the puck on their stick in the neutral zone leading the rush as opposed to um, just you know, joining the rush as a second wave, that to me is going to be really intriguing to see uh, if the Golden Knights are are going to attack that neutral zone a little bit differently than they did under Pete DeBoer. I I don't see the the defense
0: changing uh, that much aggressively. Uh, In fact, I might uh, go so far as to say you might see a little bit less uh, involvement from the blue line, but more uh, availability and fresher and and that kind of uh, approach with it. You might not see uh, the defense uh, down below the hash marks uh, as much uh, as as we saw before because the defending is such a big part of Bruce Cassidy's mantra uh, with this team. But it doesn't say that the blue line will be stagnant at all. Uh, certainly will be involved, but uh, might not just have the the roaming. Uh, uh, Room uh, or or rope uh, available to them, so uh, that that's one area where uh, I'll be watching because you and I have uh, slightly different uh, takes on that. So uh, and which isn't wrong either, because we're we're excited to see uh, exactly mm-hmm. how this is going to shake down and really uh, meld uh, with with Bruce Cassidy with this roster. And we've seen one do its thing, and we're starting to know Bruce Cassidy uh, on the other side. But it does. It certainly shined through that there's a synergy between Bruce Cassidy and the general manager, Kelly McCrimmon. And you heard uh, if you were part of uh, the, the broadcast uh, and the presentation with Ryan earlier on Fox Sports Las Vegas, that uh, there was multiple discussions every day between the two, and they they got to a point where they were really comfortable and on the same page.
1: Yeah, I you know, I, I, I think that for – you know Bruce Cassidy and for Kelly McCrimmon and, and for the you know the health of the Golden Knights organization moving forward like it's important to have a, a clearly defined message or an identity in mind for what you want your team to be over the next couple of years and you know just given the idea that that Kelly McCrimmon Bruce Cassidy had time to talk through different ideas and and kind of move forward as as a unit together about what they expect and what they want out of this team. It just goes to show that this is that full reset that you've been looking for. This is kind of that full reset, that line in the sand within the organization that you're trying to make this off season be and, you know, you hope that the Golden Knights hit the ground running with kind of that newfound idea of what Vegas hockey is going to be come next season.
0: Uh, we had the first uh, broadcast interview with Bruce Cassidy yesterday on the PGK Insider Show. Uh, plenty of reaction to today's unveiling and presentation introduction of the uh, third head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights who arrives in Vegas and is uh, greeted and uh, uh, uh let loose uh, with uh, uh, a much different uh, Vegas lifestyle or scene than he's used to. Uh, he's exposed to that because of uh, where the practice facility uh, exists out in Summerlin. Here is uh, Bruce on a side of Vegas that he hasn't seen yet.
2: First thing you, you know you land, you're, you're, you're on the strip right? So. You know for a kid from Canada that you know didn't really spend much time here that you know you see the people and, and everything the bright lights and all that's going on and then you walk to the I like to walk to the, the hotel where I walk to the rink and there's I wouldn't call it like tailgating specifically but there's stuff going on outside the arena so you can see that the fans are into it the electric sort of atmosphere and and then the, once you get in the first couple times the the pregame show we're all watching it and I just tell it's 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 quite a vibe in, in here now what I'm starting to experience is get away from, sort of get outside of that, get out here, and now you're seeing a different part of, you know, truly probably vag- the communities, et cetera, outside of the, sort of that 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 strip, and, and it, that's real appealing to me. You know, I, like I said, I have a young family, and I, you want to be part of a community, and, and uh, so that's the part I'm going to get to know even more in the next couple of days that really excites us.
0: That's one one of my favorite parts about living here is is watching people go through the same thing that uh, that I got to uh, when I arrived in Vegas is the exposure and uh, uh, openness to this whole other world, which is so cool and fantastic, but uh, overshadowed by the strip.
1: yeah, it's the biggest misconception there is about yeah, Vegas as a whole, right that that it's it's just the strip and nothing else. and it all all it takes really is a day or two exploring the rest of the community when you start to really understand and recognize that uh, this city is, is very much family friendly. It's very much a place where you uh, are, are happy and excited to, to raise your kids. There's parks, there's a lot of different things that you can do around town that, that don't involve gambling, that don't involve uh, being on the strip. And you know, when you kind of have that open your eyes, you start to realize just how special this place is. So what made
0: it all come together in a very short period of time? Remember, it was the beginning of last week that Bruce Cassidy became available, and now he's introduced as the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Here's Bruce on the fit.
2: All of it. All of what you just said. um, You know... uh, you, know, you can see as a member of the NHL what, what Vegas did to come in and how, how much success they've had and how the fan base is behind them immediately and how everything's first class. You don't have to be here to, to know that. You hear the people talk throughout the National Hockey League. So that's already in place. Solid ownership. Um, management team. I knew George, like I said. Kelly's had a lot of success. So there's no issues there. A, lot, a roster of players, as I said, that have some of them have been through the grind of the playoffs. Some have finished on top of the mountain. So... It was all in place, uh, to be honest. I don't, you know, there was, just seemed like a real, the, only, the question was the health of the hockey club last year. How is that going to affect the team going forward? I guess would be the only thing. And it sounds like everyone's getting taken care of and uh, knock on, on wood. I mean, that's just part of the, every team goes through that. So um, other than that, there was no, really not a lot to say, hey, I, you know, not sure on this, not sure on that. Let's get them healthy and get playing. Because I, I, I said, I truly believe there's a, a lot of excellent hockey players. It's up to me. My job is to get the best out of them and get them to play as a team and achieve as a team. So that's how I looked at it.
0: Butch added that he's exceptionally pleased how his contract turned out, and now he mm-hmm. focuses uh, on the team uh, moving forward. And it's a uh, it's a situation where, yeah, there's uh, there's some uh, pressure on him coming in and taking over a team. But how it's different, I think, than than Boston. And he compared the two. Uh, we discussed that mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the show to kick things off. Is like the Boston window. I thought was closing a couple of years ago and Mm -hmm. they they were able to extend that and and make the playoffs and uh and jack adams trophy uh three years ago uh uh in the playoffs and uh and going through that shortened season and then uh having a a 50 plus win season this year Uh, i think they overachieved slightly and that's that's Mm -hmm. a compliment to to bruce I don't think he has the same challenges with a roster as he does in Vegas. And it's very strange and, and odd that he goes from one team to the next and improves his roster. He improves his lineup <laughs> in, in a week. That That's a, a huge
1: benefit and plus for him. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's top-end skill for the Golden Knights. There's depth there. And we'll – kind of, you know, reserve final judgment on the Golden Knights roster until we, we understand and, and see all the moves that are made over the course of the offseason and, and trying to get this team ready to go for 2021-2022. Uh, but, like, for me, I listen, I I think that Bruce Cassidy has all the tools that he needs to win a Stanley Cup with the Vegas Golden Knights. And he had the tools in Boston the last couple of seasons not so much this year i think that this was a more challenged boston team from a depth perspective this season and i agree with your assessment that their window was probably coming to a reasonable close two seasons ago and yet somehow bruce cassidy still had that team in the playoffs contending and 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 winning a lot of regular season games so you know that he's able to coach teams kind of above what their expectations are, and if you you realistically look at what you think the Golden Knights are on paper and you add that wrinkle with Bruce Cassidy, it should get you really excited for what this team can achieve under him.
0: Now, part of this is credit to the player, but... Uh, Eric Hall, I thought, was on the uh, exit uh, for uh, his yeah. strong contributions uh, to the to the league, uh, but he came back last year and did an amazing job as the number two pivot uh, for the Boston Bruins. He gets credit for that, but so should Bruce Cassidy and Butch also should get credit for working his way through what was, uh, I'm sure, a delicate situation with Jake DeBrusque, who uh, acknowledged to his teammates. Uh, Front and center that he had asked for a trade that he wanted out. Well, mm-hmm. that trade never happened, and Jake DeBrusk was promoted to the top line, got that opportunity, uh, wasn't banished to the doghouse by uh, any uh, means, and uh, and performed very well. I think that's another compliment to Bruce Cassidy.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I think that there's a degree in which you have to deal with players in, in certain ways, and you know the the un, the 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 idea with Jake Debrusque that, you know, you have a player that wants out. You have a player that wants a, a change of scenery, and you can kind of put that to the back burner for the greater good of the team. What does that speak to? It speaks to the accountability that Bruce Cassidy's talking about here with playing for the crest, playing for the better good of your team and everyone buying in. Not just the players, but also the coach. And, you know, the idea of pushing that player to the top of your lineup to get a little bit more out of him and challenge him that way gives you an idea of the, the forward thinking that Bruce Cassidy employs with his players and and with trying to get the most out of his team.
0: Navigating a difficult situation like that uh, is a very big plus to Bruce Cassidy, but the other uh, real positive in uh, Butch Cassidy coming in and becoming the new Vegas Golden Knights uh, head coach is his track record on special teams uh, here's bruce cassidy talking about uh, a power play that was very very good in boston
2: yeah from my end i've always believed typically you're you're seeing at least four you know four forwards and a defenseman uh, on the power play so i've always felt that you know the majority of the plays should go through those four forwards so they're, they're just typically more comfortable around the net Um, they want the puck around the net they're high-end guys that that need the puck around the net that's you know drives a lot of their uh, their offense that can spill into five on five so that's the first thing we've always tried to do is run our I mean every power play has options so we want our options to be closer to the net as close to the net as possible Um, so we'll make sure we build in those uh, depending on sticks strengths obviously you know I had a left stick on the half wall Jack Eichel's a right stick you know it's gonna be a big part so you, you have to start with where the pieces fit and then you, and I think from there you have to be, um, you know, a little. You can't be predictable every time. You have to know what you have, go through your sets, and be ready to adjust if they don't work, and and and, and move things around a little bit. So, a lot of that is um, what is the skill set of the players, and a lot of that is practice. We I believe in practicing power play as much as possible, uh, with pressure. Um, so that's how I've I've tried to do it over the years. There's entries, there's face-offs, there's other things, but. As you can tell i like the power play so me and you could chat here for half an hour i'm not sure these guys are going to like it but at the end of the day that's our mindset a little bit attack mode but from lower parts of the ice so you have to make sure your d's on board if he's you know if it's used to running through petrangelo or theodore they have to make sure they're they're facilitators as well and maybe not as much of a shooter so those are all things that you go through Uh, i think our preparation has been excellent Uh, i take pride in, in watching other teams pk so that you know you can switch from your option uh, from you know A to B to C quickly in the game and um, you know that's something I've always believed in uh, I wasn't a, a, a great hockey player by any means but the one strength I had it I could see the ice and I was a decent power play guy so it, it, for me it's always been something I've just gravitated towards and you know lastly you're dealing with your, your, your a lot of high-end players on a daily basis I think that's important for the head coach to connect with those guys as well and share ideas so you can build some trust in them um, and so anyway, to tell you exactly what our power play is going to look like until we get on the ice and we get you know our roster finalized, uh, I have a pretty good idea that these these concepts will work. But until um, we get on there, and if they don't, we'll adjust. We'll, we'll we'll make sure the players are comfortable, you know, and that's that's just how it's going to work. Um, but it's 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 preparation, it's repetition, and it's execution. You know, the players you have to have players that can make plays as well. So you can draw up whatever you want, but um, so that's how we're going to attack it.
0: Does that not sum up the whole day? What an answer! Uh, talking about the
1: power play and in detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, just you know, the kind of ideas that he's he's putting out there for the world just right now, and the idea of not just you know the 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 schematics of it, but the regular practice, the reps that you need, the the understanding of you can't be predictable, but you do need to execute uh, all of it was great. All of it was fantastic. I loved hearing Bruce Cassidy talk about the power play. Um, I wouldn't mind 30 minutes, 45 minutes where he just goes in-depth and in in detail on it because that would be really fun for me.
0: Managed to go to a coaching clinic and having him break down uh, the power play?
1: be right. awesome yeah. uh, and be he, he
0: was going to yeah. win uh, he was part of team canada uh, going to the beijing olympics uh, if the national hockey league uh, had of attended uh, he was on john cooper's staff and and part of his role uh, was working on the special teams uh that uh, highly thought of and he top five uh, power play for the last six years so a uh, huge i uh, hope you enjoyed uh, some of the Bruce Cassidy, uh, Introductory Press Conference. Uh, There's some other news to talk about when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Some of it came out of the media briefing this morning regarding the health of the players and just an update on that front. Uh, Another part is the transaction this afternoon, which uh, Evgeny Dodonov has been moved on to the Montreal Canadiens for the contract of Shea Weber. We'll dive into that and what it means for Vegas. Why do you acquire Shea Weber, who's not going to play, what's the benefit to that, and why this deal is actually a little bit better than the one that they explored at the trade deadline with the Anaheim Ducks the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. So let's start with, and maybe only get to, uh, the news of the day around the Vegas Golden Knights. On the heels of Bruce Cassidy being introduced as the head coach. There was a question regarding uh, the update on the players that have had surgery. Uh, The question was actually about Robin Leonard. But Kelly McCrimmon uh, offered up a response about all the players uh, that have uh, had a procedure done. And everyone is uh, doing well. Their rehab is going smoothly. So that's great. If you're talking about Robin Leonard, who's not expected back until uh, well into the the start of the season, or Mark Stone, who uh, had the procedure done uh, on the herniated disc. Uh, Keegan Colasar has had uh, a procedure done. So there's, there's a lot uh, uh, happening with the Vegas Golden Knights on the health front. We're used to that over the course of the weekend. But right now, everybody's progressing as they should be. So there's the update uh, regarding the health of the organization during the offseason
1: yeah it's incredibly important for the golden knights obviously to to return to some modicum of health over the course of the offseason and you know hit the ground running next year and you know the idea that uh, all surgeries went well and rehab is progressing as expected is good news for vegas golden knights fans
0: so the trade today Second time that the Vegas Golden Knights have acquired uh, a captain of the Montreal Canadiens, uh, Max Pacioretty, and now Shea Weber. Uh, So there's uh, just some uh, information that you probably never thought of. Uh, Back in (laughs) the season, when the National Hockey League uh, was uh, looking into the trade of Evgeny Dodonov to uh, Mm -hmm. the Anaheim Ducks, uh, and eventually uh, wiped away that trade, the Golden Knights sent Anaheim a second-round pick. Well, you know what's... And Ryan Kessler's contract came back and uh, some other uh, names that uh, that uh, weren't destined for, for the Golden Knights roster. But uh, it was taking on some salary and allowing yourself some freedom because of Dodonov's uh, cash going the other way. Uh, salary that you could put on long-term injury relief. But part of that deal was sweetening the pot to take the Dodonov with the second-round pick. Well, in today's transaction... Vegas didn't take anything back other than the actual contract of Shea Weber, which will go on to long-term injury relief. And uh, they didn't have to to sweeten the pot at all with a second-round pick. So through this whole weird
1: journey, they saved a second-round pick. Yeah, my my initial reaction after seeing the the trade and you know what I what I put out on Twitter is that obviously this is big news for the Golden Knights. It frees up uh, five million dollars, but the the fact of the matter is. Uh, the, the beauty of it, right, is that you don't waste another asset or you don't expend or use another asset to move the money in this situation. You bring in a contract for a player that's going to go to LTIR, that is not going to impact your cap in a negative way at all, and you free up $5 million without having to trade another pick or anything else to sweeten the pot for another team. It was two teams that needed... A modicum of of flexibility it was a team in montreal that needed a usable player for a player that wasn't going to be playing for them and it benefits both sides but it's really beneficial for the golden knights to get out from under that contract without having to expend yet another asset to do it uh so what do
0: you do with that money, no Vegas is into uh, cap crunch. You mentioned some of the restrictive free agents uh, earlier, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm focused on on Riley Smith. Does this give them the flexibility or enough flexibility to sign Riley Smith? Uh, Riley Smith uh, poised to become an unrestricted free agent uh, right after the the National Hockey League Draft in uh, in the middle of July. So, uh, I'm I'm looking at that part to wonder if the two uh are maybe connected and and that will help uh on on that front
1: I, i'd like to believe that it, it allows the avenue to do it and I, I think it certainly does right now if you wanted to go down that route that being said if this move opens up a, a contract extension for riley smith there's still going to be something else that's needed for the restricted free agents and and the the, the big restricted free agents that you have to look at here if you're the vegas golden knights are obviously nick Haig and nick Waugh. nick wa being the one that i think is going to likely have the biggest hit on your cap in, in just in terms of raw dollars and cents so um i i tend to believe that this is going to be the move that kind of allows the restricted free agents to get signed to their contracts and then whatever ends up happening with riley smith is going to come down with a corresponding move at a later time
0: do you guys know the name andre kuzmenko
1: yes it sounds uh, familiar I, i've heard the name i i've heard the name he's he's interviewing with with a couple of other teams a couple yes. of teams up in canada about his services for the upcoming season, a free agent out of Russia. Is that correct?
0: You got it. Uh, you're right on the money uh, and tapped into the uh, news uh, of the day and the comings and goings uh, regarding the the National Hockey League. So he's a he's a forward who's very talented. Uh, names that have come up, comparables, uh, not quite uh, to the Kasperi uh, uh, situation with with uh, minnesota uh, uh or artemi panarin uh that type of, uh, of player so very very uh, highly skilled and he's uh, met with the Edmonton oilers uh, vancouver's on his list and a few teams uh, in the united states that is going to uh, one be a player that you don't have to give up any assets for it wouldn't cost you a ton that's my guess uh, because this is a player uh, that uh, that is looking to prove himself and then get the uh, the big deal uh, uh, going forward after that. But uh, I I think there's a, a number of teams. The list that I've heard is four to five. Um, I'd be uh, I'd be interested to see uh, who else is in there on Kuzmenko. Uh, keep your eye out uh, for him. If he signs with Edmonton, I think Evander mm-hmm. Kane. Uh, is out because they're going to look to for that skill uh, on that front. And Vancouver is really uh, up against it on the salary cap. They're hard on this situation because they get uh, a player for little money, hopefully, uh, and maybe use it for a year. And then they can, if it works out, it's great. If it doesn't, uh, uh, no big deal.
1: Yeah. I think that, you know it's always interesting especially given the what's the word i'm I'm looking for given the the um blossoming of, of say an artemi panarin or a kirill kaprizov like you look to those examples you look to some of those players that that can come over from russia and hopefully be or potentially be an immediate impact for you um i i do wonder about the oilers because you're right the the writing might be on the wall there if Uh, kuzmenko ends up going to edmonton does that mean you shut the door on evander kane probably and it's probably the right move for the oilers but um it'll be interesting and fascinating to see where he where he goes but it's not great personally that a lot of the teams that that we're hearing in relation to kuzmenko are in the pacific division
0: no uh good point uh on (laughs) that uh LA always seems to be involved in these uh, these deals too. Uh, NHL Deputy sure. Commissioner Bill Daly said that a World Cup should be held in a season that they've been looking at uh, February of 2024. Uh, so uh, that's interesting that one, uh, it's coming up very closely and that's been speculated but the idea that the National Hockey League is moving off its summer date and saying well we're going to stop for the Olympics. If we're going to do that midseason why not stop our own season and and play a
1: world cup uh in in that uh in that regard i, I feel like there there has to be some other point in the calendar that makes sense um i like the idea of the world cup being uh, in september leading into the the national hockey league season i understand why a lot of teams probably don't like that concept because injuries happen. It exists in this sport, and your entire season could be derailed in in you know a tournament that that really doesn't do anything for your National Hockey League team. Um, the same can be said in February, but you've at least built the first three quarters of the season, and you know you, you have a better idea of where you're at and what your team's realistically going to be able to do. Uh, that being said, I, I do understand the, the NHL's thought process on well if we're going to stop the season to go to the olympics we might as well stop the season to create a world cup event that you know we can at least monetize and get some revenue off of yeah it's a
0: it's a work in progress but they would get all the the money from it so that would be a yeah. uh, big carrot for the national hockey league and the other part is the players that wouldn't be part of it. And, and one concern by the way is european leagues uh how do they stock players uh, potentially for the various federations because their leagues are are underway as well that's one area of concern that they have to work out but uh but when it comes to uh making this uh whole thing happen uh i think there's some some great uh positive movement on it and the players that wouldn't be on one of the teams eh, get a couple of weeks uh, off we get back to that uh, that big layoff uh those are your one-timers brought to you by paul powell law more lawyer less fee Play of the Day is back. It's coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: No chance to shoot for Stevenson. Centered. Michael scores.
0: It's time for the Play of the Day on the VGK Insider Show. It was a thrilling opener to the Stanley Cup Final Championship Series between Colorado and Tampa Bay going to overtime.
2: Another bouncing puck, gobbled up by J.T. Comfrey,
0: down the middle, Comfrey holds, shoots, it's blocked. Michushkin with it, Burkowski. he
2: scores! Andre with a giant goal! And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this party is over! Colorado wins game one in overtime! How many times and we talked about Barikoski is that that X factor. Because he's got the shot. He's got the ability to get himself open. Nice play by the Avalanche, but he buried it. A minute and 23 seconds into overtime and Colorado is taking a 1-0 series lead.
0: The only disappointing part about that game last night was it ended too quickly in overtime as they went back and forth and uh, great uh, plays by the Avalanche and then a solid comeback by the Tampa Bay Lightning ending in a home team victory.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would have taken at least a full overtime period and then if you want to end it like two minutes into the second overtime, I'm good with that, but I got settled in. I was comfortable. I was ready to go. I had a snack rolling and then it was over. I know, I was the the
0: exact same way. Uh, We'll talk about uh, Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, Touch on the introductory uh, news conference uh, for Bruce Cassidy. A little bit more of the Vegas Golden Knights and the transaction earlier today as we roll into our number two of the VGK Insider Show. Uh, Tampa Bay is down a game, but strangely, they might be comfortable with the way this series has started. We'll explain that uh, going forward as the lightning will return to the ice Uh, This weekend on Saturday for game two, two days off uh, between the uh, opening couple of games of the championship series. Uh, John Cooper against Jared Bednar have seen their uh, opposition, respective opposition, see what uh, adjustments are in store for them. And then we'll get into uh, Bruce Cassidy, a couple of uh, great quotes uh, that we heard today, a little bit about uh, his philosophies as a National Hockey League head coach. It's our number two of the VGK Insider Show up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us.